Hey, I'm Ruben from Dub. Welcome to Connection Loop, our actionable podcast about building businesses with daily human connections. Connection Loop features long form interviews with fascinating people in sales, marketing, and beyond. Enjoy today's episode and learn more about Dub at dub.com. So first thing is, um, maybe just introduce yourself. Sure. So my name is Ed Monahan. I am a professor at UCLA and I specialize in kinesthetic learning as related to mindfulness-based practices. Um, I'm uh, an instructor in, in Bruce Lee's Jeet Kune Do uh, with uh, Jerry Petit's association. Uh, Jerry Petit was one of uh, Bruce Lee's original students. He was actually the second student who joined the Chinatown School, uh, the Los Angeles Chinatown School when Bruce Lee came to Los Angeles. And uh, I've been practicing a variety of martial arts. Um, I have seven different black belts. I'm an eighth degree black belt, as well as being a Jeet Kune Do instructor. And um, been doing it for Oh gosh, 42 years, something like that. So um, since I was 11, so forgive me for my lack of uh, acuity with math, but <laughs> so I'm 58, so that'll give you a feeling for how long I've been doing it. So right. that's, that's a little bit of a background about me. I'm, I'm also a, a mindfulness facilitator for UCLA's Mindful Awareness Research Center. Nice. So there's, there's a lot of things about, I've been doing a lot of research on Bruce Lee. Actually, I was up until weird hours yesterday, uh, just researching and watching a bunch of stuff on him. And, and I went, I went deep, I went deep into the, into the mix and I learned a lot about him and I learned a lot about actually some of the, some of the amazing things about it, but also some of his weaknesses. And I think that, um, they're really hard to find Bruce Lee's weaknesses. They're extremely hard to find. And sometimes I'll notice there's a, there's a, little, there's a little bit of um, maybe, maybe a, just a spray of arrogance um, or, you know, just sort of being, um, you know, just always thinking on a massively big scale. And I think one of the things that I noticed recently in the Tarantino film, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, is that they kind of exploited that. And I don't know if that's based on reality or if that was just the Tarantino um, kind of interpretation, something to kind of stir feathers. I'm not really sure what that was, but you know, what is your take on this idea of being great, feeling great, but also maintaining humility in that sort of mindful way? Well, I, th I think there's a big difference between arrogance and assuredness. Okay. And um, I've been fortunate in that I've trained with almost all of Bruce Lee's original students. Never had the opportunity to train with him myself because I didn't come to California until 1985 or 86. And of course he died in 1973. Um, so the, the universal perspective when it comes to his original students is that he was extraordinary. He was extraordinary. And his perspective was one of limitless growth and that each individual had the capacity to grow only limited by their own perspective. Um, um, using no way as way, having no limitation as limitation was one of the primary monikers that he used uh, in, in the symbol for Jeet Kune Do. 
So that, that's how much he felt that each individual could grow to a, a limitless capacity. And he, and, and that was evident in his own life. You know, was he arrogant? Um, some people would say that he was cocky. Uh, Self-admittedly, he had a problem with anger. Uh, that was one of the things that, you know, I, I confessed to my Sifu, Sifu Jerry, that, you know, there was a time that I, I, I went off on a guy in, in traffic and I called my Sifu and I said, you know, I thought I was past this. I just turned into a nutcase and uh, shared all of that with him. And he said, hey, listen, you're in good company because I talked to Bruce about that. And Bruce said, same thing. He said, Jerry, the one thing that I have trouble with is getting control of my anger. And so he was a human guy like everybody else. Foibles, his own issues that he had to address and move through. But I think the most important part of him is that he, he was constantly improving and constant, constantly researching and constantly digging to try to find the best possible way to express himself truthfully and fully. Hmm. One of the things... One of the things that I really connect to about what you just said was that, you know, this, this idea of constant evolution, constant iteration, you know, in business, I, 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 I'm a student of that, you know, this idea of, of continuous improvement, you know, um, and, you know, it's inspiring, I think, for, for a couple of reasons with respect to Bruce Lee. Number one is, you know, he wasn't afraid to go outside of his comfort zone, you know, whether it was in dance and cha-cha-cha or whether it was, you know, taking things from Wing Chun or judo or boxing or fencing, taekwondo, karate, you know, pulling things from all these different sort of genres to kind of fuse together something that was his own that he thought was, was, was real. And in the, in the spirit of being able to use it for real combat, real self-defense, um, and real expression, you know, that's kind of a powerful thing. And the way in which he did it without actually having a belt system specifically, I think was most interesting for him and for me, because, you know, most martial arts or much of martial arts is centered around this idea of, of climbing a belt system. But as I, as I understand it, he wasn't fully ad adoptive of that. Tell me if I'm wrong, but his philosophy was that it's not about that. It's about it's about action. I'd love to hear from you about that. Well, first off, his entire philosophy was take what is useful for each individual. And, and, and the only way that you can truly do that is that you have to begin to know yourself. You have to understand yourself. You have to truly fearlessly examine you. you know, what are the things that are holding you back? What are the things that impede your own progress what ability to move forward you're largely imposed by ourselves so what is that that means we have to take a really hard honest look at each of our individual characteristics and then get outside the comfort zone just go and when it came to uh the individual and their ability to grow as a martial artist, he said that 
doesn't have anything to do with belts. It has to do with the growth of each individual, each individual. And that individual is exactly that. Everyone is different. So their ability to adapt, to shift, as long as you're following certain, certain, um, a certain criteria that will allow you to flourish, such as simplicity, economy of motion, in combat, longest weapon to the closest target. And, and the last one that he was thinking of was always think of hitting. So if you adapt that to more of a business-based context, you know, we, there's an immediate application, simplicity. You know, what do you choose in order to be able to achieve your objective? Well, simple is best, obviously. What does that mean? And then economy, what is the ability to utilize what we have available to us, our resources, in the most efficient manner to yield the greatest benefit? It's just logical. It makes sense. And, and then being highly adaptable, being able to throw out things that don't work and just purely for the sake of, of, of tradition holding something when it's no longer effective. You know, it doesn't mean throw out the baby with the bathwater. It doesn't mean reject all tradition or reject an analysis and recognition and appreciation of history. It just simply means use what works. And, you know, it kind of goes back to, you know, the, the story of grandma's ham. You ever heard that one? No. So family for years, generations have cut both hams, both ends off of the ham for Christmas dinner. They cut the ends off of the ham about a third of the way in. And as they are discussing this Christmas, uh, you know, prior to Christmas, they, they saying to each other, oh, no, Grandma used to cut the ends off the ham because once you do that, it sweetens it. The flavors get on the inside. And then, the, you know, the, uh, then the, the other family member says, no, 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 no. It's because it, when you cut it off at the ends, it's the heat goes into the center and it heats the ham from the inside out. And then the other person, no, 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 no. It allows you to be able to coat the ham, ham on the ends. And, and so that, that's, that's, that's why we do it. And so they maintain this practice and they have so many different reasons for it. And so prior to Christmas one year, somebody finally just thanks and asks grandma, grandma, why do you cut the ends off of the ham? Because it doesn't fit in the oven? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there wasn't anything fancy having to do with it. She was chopping hands up because the thing wouldn't fit in the oven. She had to put a few pieces. So people concocted all these crazy ideas for why stuff works. So that's the you know, moral of the story is just keep it simple. So there's this, there's this, um, there's this idea of um, Bruce Lee pulling from Newtonian principles, which is something I've been reading about, you know, uh, mechanics, um, motions, you know, heavenly bodies, laws, you know, all these things. And, you know, as I, I was watching Donnie this morning learn about math, and we've been teaching a little bit of, of geometry. 
And, uh, you know, this idea of kind of pulling from physics and pulling from math, um, what was his ability to do that and then to apply it, A, to martial arts, and then B, how can we take that philosophy and apply it to, to business? Well, I think the most immediate applicable context of scientific uh, practices employed in the context of self-defense is biomechanics. So how do we employ scientific principles, and, which is the essence of what you're, um, I think, uh, alluding to in that question? And the first and most immediate is biomechanics, obviously, in, in um, self-defense when it comes to martial arts. Um, how do you most efficiently move your body in a way that yields the highest degree of impact and effectiveness in a self-defense-based situation? But you know, this kind of brings up another topic of discussion, which is really macrocosmic and microcosmic view. So if we talk about science and we talk about Newtonian physics, it, it moves into the principle of the Eastern philosophy and mindfulness. So we are certainly sub-segments of a greater whole. How do we fit in? How do we utilize that energy? How do we harness that energy that we're all a part of? And how do we get to a point at which we are operating with the maximum degree of efficiency with that spontaneous creativity that's just magic? And the Chinese call that wu wei, which is spontaneous action that emerges. And in I, that, I thought that was... I thought that was a clothing line from the uh, Wu-Tang Clan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, a lot of it sounds that way, so it's either food or it could be something from the clothing. Um, but, but that's a very relevant factor because we've all had those experiences. You know, athletes talk about getting in the zone, right? So you, you, you have that space that occurs, and it happens in creativity. It happens in... Um, athletic activity, it happens to everybody. We've all had these experiences of when everything just aligns perfectly. How do you create that? And that's where we begin to really look at microcosmic and macrocosmic views. Um, in fact, in Qigong, there, there are forms of practice that, that have to do with the microcosmic order um, orbit, which basically means the flow of the chi as it moves through the body. And that's where these principles, I mean, this is a much broader discussion that goes really deep if we keep heading in that direction. But then, you know, you're really looking at that idea of quantum physics, of, of how in the unified field, we're a part of that. And how do we align ourselves with that? That's the fundamental principle of the Tao. Is how do we how do we observe natural order occurring, and then how do we align ourselves with that? And when we align ourselves with that natural order, that natural flow of the universe, when we observe nature, then we live a more harmonious life. And then how do we also surf that wave? Right, it's part of it is being able to surf the wave of that energy. There's times when it's appropriate to exert ourselves. You can feel the flow. Everything that you do is right. And there are times 
when it's better to recede. It's time to be introspective, to be contemplative and meditative because the energy is not right to exert, to move outward. And you can feel it. You know, everything that you're bumping up against the wall, bumping up against the wall, bumping up against the wall. So there's, there's a time to just allow that to be and pass. Trash guys are outside. <laughs> hey, let's, let's adapt. <laughs> uh, so that was, that was amazing. That was, that was really inspirational. Uh, so I guess here's my question now. As for business owners, for business people, how can we take this philosophy? How can we find balance? How can we see ourselves as being limitless? How can we be the best that we can possibly be? How can we take from different philosophies, throw away the things that are unnecessary, achieve our goals, be happy and have fun in the process? Well, that's quite a mouthful. Um, well, what you've just stated is kind of the essence of what everybody wants to ultimately achieve in their life. Yeah. But, it, but it comes down to balance. Balance. It comes down, down to balance. And in the world of Jeet Kune Do, and one of the primary philosophical influences we talked about this morning is Jiddu Krishnamurti. And in that context, all knowledge is self-knowledge comes down to knowing yourself and in order to do that you have to find stillness mm. you have to be quiet it's not all about run 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 chasing the carrot and, it, and and it's also while what is your purpose why are you doing all this is it just to accumulate stuff I mean, I know a lot of people and have known a lot of people who have a lot of stuff. And I can tell you one thing for sure, that your stuff is not going to ultimately make you happy. And when you're lying on your deathbed, are you going to be thinking about your stuff? Are you going to think about who you love and the experiences that you've had in life? Obviously, it's going to be the latter. So um, when it comes to um, finding that balance, simplicity, clarity, purpose, and you have to, you have to look at your purpose, I think. And, and you know, what, is, what are you doing that's a benefit to other beings? Is, it, is this something that's going to ultimately benefit humanity in any way, whatever it is? And then if that's the case, then one can work tirelessly at that for their entire lives and feel a great sense of satisfaction. Um, and the yield is very positive. But if it's self-centeredness, self-adornment, self-aggrandizement, then... Um, you may very well be successful at that, but it is a, it is a hollow accomplishment, in my opinion. Yeah. And if we follow the, the advice of the sages of old, then I think that that would align with those philosophies as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, talk about how 
right now is a correction in many ways of the things that you're talking about for humanity as a whole. You know, the other day I saw an advertisement for a fancy watch, I think on LinkedIn. And I, and I saw that there was a number of co uh, comments and I started to read the comments and I started to realize that you can't sell fancy watches right now because people are not buying fancy watches right now, you know? And in the comments, people were, I mean, they tore it up and, and it was interesting because they're like talking about, they, they talked about this idea of, of being tone deaf advertisers and people that are not understanding, you know, what people are going through right now. You know, a couple of months ago, we would have never seen that. We would not, we would have seen an, an advertisement for a fancy watch and it would have been like, that's some blingy stuff. How do I buy it? You know? And um, so I think that, you know, whether it's, whether it's the, the way in which it's happening, if it's the most appropriate way, I think that maybe is irrelevant, but there's definitely, I think, some sort of a uh, metamorphosis that we're going through towards the philosophy that you just mentioned, you know? So, well, it certainly is going to yield introspection. That's for sure. Right. Yeah. At home with your family, spending time with people that you care about who, and who very well may be driving you crazy right now. Yeah. <laughs> and, and how do you, how do you adapt to that? Right. So that, that's a whole other course of study. So, yeah, I mean, there's so much, but that's, that's why I've, that's why I've connected with this philosophy for so long because it works. You know, I, I, I was, I participated in martial arts where that was the only thing you could do. Right. No, stick with this. You don't need other things. And it was very limiting in my opinion. Mm -hmm. uh, not that, not that you can't stick with one path and really follow it to see where it evolves. Um, that's, that's the argument against, which is, you know, jack of all trades, master of none. Um, but I don't think that necessarily applies. You know, you can still follow a path and do it, do so in depth, but not be necessarily constrained to one perspective. Mm. Awesome. Well, listen, I really appreciate your time. You know, uh, sounds like we really have to just slow down to speed up. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Sifu. Yeah. I really appreciate your time. And I, I really appreciate the, the instruction that you've been giving me, you know, with respect to all of this. So uh, thanks again. Appreciate the time. My pleasure, man. All right. You take care. All right. Yeah, goodbye. Bye.